All right, one hour down, one hour to go. Um, I want to read off a quick tweet here before I start uh, firing away on these phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. Brad Turner, who was just on a few minutes ago, says, Sources, the New York Knicks have interest in free agent guard Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Lakers also have interest for KCP. He wants the right deal at the right price. Um, I don't know what that right deal is. I will just say from my perspective, I think KCP is key for the Lakers. I really do. I, I think the role that he played with the Lakers this past season, what he did in the playoffs, uh, he was dependable. Um, his defense, his tenacity, his grit, the fact that he was hitting big shots in the postseason. Uh, I want to see KCP back on this roster, but something that Brad Turner talked about, um, one of the things that he mentioned and he highlighted at what cost does KCP come back? He was making about eight and a half million. He opted out, uh, you know, obviously from his uh, from his uh, player option that he had, and he's trying to get paid. And he's trying to get paid long term. So I get it, I understand it, but Lakers have short term plans and they have long term plans. Palenka's been talking about that. So with all that in mind, uh, here's a New York Knicks team that has a ton of cap space and are going to try and use it wisely, and they're going to maybe try and lure uh, KCP away. Um, again, from my perspective, I hope KCP stays with the Lakers. I thought he was a critical piece to that championship run. Um, all right, let's go to the phones. Let's go to Paul in Orange County. Paul, appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. Hey, Brother Slew, I love your show. Big fan. Thank you, man. Uh, I want to congratulate the Lakers Nation for the championship and also for signing wonderful players, Shooter and Wesley Matthews. I have an issue, though, with mm-hmm. signing uh, Montrez Harrell. I don't know if anybody was watching what the Joker did to him during the Denver Nuggets uh, series. I mean, he shot him down versus our guy, um, uh, Dwight. Mm-hmm. Dwight is asking for $3 million, and we go, and he's tested and proven to beat every center in the league. And we go and sign a guy that is proven that in the playoffs, he totally disappeared on us. And we go give him $19 million that we could have used a big portion of that to sign uh, a KCP for 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 example, who is, in my opinion, is the most energetic player in the in in our team. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, uh, Paul? Appreciate you calling in. So, by the way, those aren't bad points. I mean, I I I had tweeted this out that I hope the Lakers can keep Dwight. This was before he ended up with the Philadelphia 76ers and before Montrezl Harrell came over. Um, and it was a very confusing moment, and I know BT explained it. I think Chris Haynes from Yahoo also tried to explain whatever happened with Dwight Howard. Um, here's the big difference between what you're referring to of Montrez Harrell when he was with the Clippers versus Montrez Harrell with the Los Angeles Lakers. AD's on the Lakers. Anthony Davis is going to be guarding uh, Jokic. Um, Anthony Davis, if there's a big man that is causing any trouble for the Los Angeles Lakers, AD is going to guard him. He's the best defensive player in the NBA. Uh, They may say voting-wise, Giannis was first. Okay, top two, top three defensive players in the entire NBA. Montrez Harrell gets to come in and play one specific role for the Lakers. Try to play some bully ball. Try to make sure that you're all around the basket grabbing offensive rebounds. Get a couple lops from LeBron James, from Dennis Schroeder, from Anthony Davis. Passes that are coming from some of the guards or some of the playmakers for the Lakers. Uh, Montrezl Harrell will be fine with the Lakers. Um, I did mention this earlier that his game is raw enough 
that you do want to see him improve, he's going to have to be a better player on the Lakers. He is going to have to improve from the free throw line if he wants to be in during clutch situations uh, um, uh, towards the the end of the game. Now, Montrezl Harrell is smaller than Dwight, so there's no there's no questioning that. The one thing I will say is um, the Lakers got a lot younger with Montrezl Harrell and Dennis Schroeder, which typically you don't get that opportunity. If you're coming off a championship, you're grabbing vets, you're grabbing players that you can, you know, you hope that are going to take less money to come try and win a championship. The Lakers grabbed two really good players who are both 26 and 27 years old and will be productive for the Lakers this upcoming season. Now, if you're if your concern is size. Okay, maybe they go out and get another big man to replace Dwight Howard. And maybe that's going to be incredibly tough uh, to do that. And again, I was a fan of, of Dwight and what he did and what he brought to the Lakers. But um, I, I, think they, I think they'll be fine. Because what Montrez Harrell can't do, Anthony Davis can. Remember, JaVale McGee's still on the team as well. So the Lakers will still have options. And let's see how Palenka rounds up the rest of the uh, roster. Russ and Chatsworth. Uh, Russ, appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on. Uh, you're on 710 ESPN. Yeah. Hi. How you doing? I'm okay, man. I Thank you. Say, I I've been a Laker fan since uh, 1959, since I was 13. A lot of lot of painful losses against the Celtics, but um, I, I don't understand. Uh, the Lakers have that big TV contract, mm-hmm. and you know they have one of the richest markets in the league, and from listening to Larry Coons on the Sportsnet show, sounds like uh, like the Golden State Warriors spend like a hundred million over the cap in in the luxury tax, something like that. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and what what's up with the Lakers? I mean, well, why is money such a such a big deal? Well, I, mean, I, I tell, I'll tell you this, Russ, and I appreciate you calling in. Um, I get what you're saying, but trust me, my man. There's plenty of franchises. There's plenty of individuals. Uh, that will spend, and it doesn't guarantee you success. So um, I know what you're trying to refer to and what you're trying to say. You're trying to say that the most valuable franchise in the NBA has got to be the Lakers, right? Or let's say it's the Lakers-Knicks. Knicks Knicks usually come up first in that Forbes list. But let the Knicks be a perfect example. Just because you spend money, it doesn't mean you're going to find results. So I would rather have an organization that is smart with their money um, that understands that every dollar has to make sense. You're valuing every dollar, and then at the end of it, you come up with a roster that you can obviously depend on to go try and win an NBA championship. Um, the Dodgers are another good example as well. Dodgers are doing it. Dodgers are not only signing big-time stars that are foundational pieces to your franchise, but on top of that, they're cropping a lot of their own players. They're finding players that fit into a system. And I think that's where you're going to be most successful, not just throwing money everywhere you look and think that's going to be the success. Uh, let's go to Rich calling in from New Jersey. Rich, appreciate you calling in, bud. Go ahead. How's it going, Alan? Uh, thanks for taking the call. Happy holiday. Thank you, man. You too. It's Right. So, well, it's Mitch. Uh, I know my accent uh, confused you. My, <laughs> my um, bad there. My bad. <laughs> I tell you, Lakers did great. The rich get richer. I'm a Clippers fan. I think the Clippers are going backwards. Hmm. What a high is taken on uh, Montreal's Harold. They spent the Clippers spent more money on two other guys that weren't as good as him. Now, you think the Clippers can go after Marcus Cousins? I mean, he deserves a chance, a break, get some minutes. I think he'd be kind of make up for the loss of how would they go after Marcus Cousins? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you this, and uh, Mitch, thank you for calling in. Um, Clippers did go backwards yesterday. 
um, I, I don't think anybody can make an argument calling to this show. And, uh, and and listen, I know this is Lakers talk, but it, it really, truthfully, at the end of the day, everything kind of um, complements each other. So when we're talking NBA just in general, and we know the, the Lakers and the Clippers, this is the closest they've been to actually competing against each other. Still haven't faced each other in the play in the uh, in the postseason. Um, Clippers took some steps back this past uh, this past twenty four hours. No question about it, they did. And you know, I even get a chance to do this, and, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to spend a little time doing it in the next segment that we come into. Um, I didn't get a chance to even go through some of the absurd contracts that were being thrown around yesterday. Maybe absurd is the, is not the right word, but let's just say they're uh, inflated. And one of those contracts is coming from the Clippers. Um, Marcus Morris is a nice player. Are you paying Marcus Morris four years, $64 million? You're probably not unless you have to. The Clippers had to. The Clippers, I think, were kind of backed in a corner there and had to pay him. So... They lose Jermichael Green to the Denver Nuggets. They also lose um, uh, Montrez Harrell to the Los Angeles Lakers. And then they have to overpay just to keep Marcus Morris. Of course the Clippers went backwards last night. Of course the Clippers are looking at themselves right now saying, wait a minute, how the Lakers um, improve their roster, grab one of our key guys, and at the same time kind of overall kind of start to round up their, their roster and still a lot of moves left to be done while the Clippers took a couple steps backwards, if you ask me. Let me squeeze in one more quick call here. Uh, Pamrin in Inglewood. Appreciate you calling in. You're on Lakers Talk. Go ahead, bud. Uh, this is this is Tammy. This is um, Tamron Tammy. So it's a female, but thank oh, you. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. My, my apologies. No, no problem. Good morning. Um, big time Laker fan, and I am very pleased with the moves that we made. And like the caller mentioned, taking a piece from the Clippers, we also took a piece from the Milwaukee Bucks, which was kind of good as well. Um, I think we do still need to fill that big body, um, you know, for the big centers. I think getting Montrez, I didn't think of him as necessarily replacing Dwight's position, but I think he gives us the energy that Dwight brought. I think he can, you know, watching him with the Clippers, I was just so you know upset that we might not have had a person like that with that energy, but Dwight, you know, proved to do that. But I think Montrez is a good pickup. I don't, you know, I see him, like you said, um, AD sliding to the five, him as the four, you know, getting all the rebounds, um, also getting a big body. We still have Hassan Whiteside out there. You have uh, Mark Gasol. You have, um, I think, Aaron Baines. These are good players that could be that big body that you might need at the end to, to wear Jokic out or any of the other big centers. But I love the pickup, Schroeder. You know, giving us a bench where LeBron can rest, AD can rest. Um, you know, there was a point where I was like, why can't we have both of them off the floor at the same time? But I knew it was because we, we went down and, you know, scoring when they're on the, the bench. But I think with our pickups and the few more that are going to come, I hope we keep KCP. That would be awesome. I hope we keep Avery Bradley somehow find a way to keep those two. And whoever else I think is gravy. So I'm, I'm looking for a repeat. I'm looking for a, a strong season. Anytime we have LeBron and AD, we can't go wrong. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. I appreciate it. What a great call there. I mean, she came organized. All, all the other Laker fans are out there, and you're going to call in. Take some notes here. That's a fantastic call. Um, and by the way, some great points. I didn't even think about that. I wasn't even really paying attention to Wesley Matthew coming from the Milwaukee Bucks. Let's do this when we come back. Um, let's talk about what remaining free agents are still left out there because there's still some names here. And then also, what contender got better last night? I think everybody took a step back. If you look at the last couple of days in the NBA, 
Tell me what contender got better other than the Los Angeles Lakers. We'll take more of your phone calls coming up next. 877-710-ESPN. Joe Varden from The Athletic coming up at 1030. This is a special edition of Lakers Talk on this Saturday morning. Stay right here. I'm Alan Sliwa on 710 ESPN. How great is this? It's a November 21st. <laughs> Talking free agency. Uh, not exactly what we're accustomed to, but it's great to have a chance to uh, spend a couple hours with all our listeners out there, talk Lakers basketball. Um, it's really a kind of an incredible time to be a Los Angeles Laker fan. It really is. Um, you know, I mentioned that a couple different times throughout the show to kind of reflect back and look back at what free agencies looked like a couple years ago to where we're sitting right now. And uh, the organization making moves, the organization in- incredibly aggressive, even though they're coming off a championship. Um, I can't emphasize that enough, isn't it? I- I'm gonna I'm gonna go through some of the different contenders that are supposed to be competing for a championship, and just listen to the difference between what they've done over the last couple of days and what the Lakers have done over the last couple of days. And this is a team that, um, you know, it's not like the Lakers went out and, and grabbed Kevin Durant from a team that already won 70-plus games. It's not like uh, this was the uh, the Heatles all getting together. Yes, you have LeBron James. Yes, you have Anthony Davis. No question about it. These are, like Michael Thompson has said throughout the Lakers season, this is one and two in the NBA. I mean, I think he, as the season progressed, we got to the postseason, Michael Thompson was convinced these are the two best players in the NBA. So I, I'm not trying to uh, say that the Lakers don't have an incredible amount of talent, but it's always what you do in the offseason that sets you up for the regular season and then eventually sets you up in the postseason. Montrez Harrell, Wesley Matthews, and Dennis Schroeder so far, and there's still obviously a, a lot of time left to fill out the rest of the roster. But let me let me explain what the other teams have done. So these are the players that you should keep an eye out on if you're a Laker fan. And not all of that, the names I'm going to throw out are not specifically uh, players that I think are going to come to the Los Angeles Lakers, but you're also playing defense and hoping that some of these names don't go to contenders. So here are some of the names that are left in free agency. Um, I just mentioned a little bit ago Fred Van Fleet, four years, $85 million dollars with the Toronto Raptors, so he's off uh, off the books, and I don't think anybody was expecting him to go to a contender anyways. If you want to consider Toronto still a contender, you can call the Raptors still a contender. Serge Ibaka, still available. We heard Serge Ibaka's name a lot over the last couple of weeks. Um, uh, what I'm hoping for with Serge Ibaka, that he doesn't end up with a contender, that he doesn't end up with the Los Angeles Clippers, to use as an example. Um, I hope Serge Ibaka gets overpaid and he gets overpaid in a market. I mean, it's not coming to the Lakers. hope he gets overpaid and he gets overpaid somewhere where it's not going to affect the Los Angeles Lakers. That's how greedy I am as a Laker fan. It's like, no, not only do I want to improve, I want to make sure other teams don't improve. But keep an eye out on Serge Ibaka. That's not a small name. That's That could be a big piece to a championship team. I'm a big fan of Serge Ibaka. I think those who obviously follow the NBA a lot know that um, he brings some great intangibles, and he could be a really, really good fit for a few different teams that could be competing for a championship. So keep an eye out for Serge Ibaka. Another name out there. These are remaining players to keep an eye out on. Uh, Marc Gasol. Marc Gasol, uh, obviously, yes, he's up in age, but he can still be a piece for uh, for a contending team. Jay Crowder, 
Gordon Hayward, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, those are some players that I think if, and I'm, I'm talking aside from the Laker players, aside from the Rondos, the KCPs, the Markeith Morris, those are players that could potentially end up with a contending team and maybe make things a little bit closer with the Lakers. But this is what I've noticed the last couple of days. The last couple of days, the contenders in the NBA went backwards. That's what I've noticed. I feel like the Lakers are the only team out of the true, true championship contenders that I feel like took a step forward. Okay, you can make the argument. You could say, well, the Milwaukee Bucks uh, traded for Drew Holiday. It's Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, and it's Giannis Attentacumpo. You can make the argument that the Milwaukee Bucks got better, but I would actually even stop short and say, I'm not sure if they got better. They lost George Hill. They lost uh, Eric Bledsoe. They thought they were getting Bogdan Bogdanovich, and it doesn't look like he's obviously coming to the Milwaukee Bucks. There's actually an investigation going on of why that didn't happen. I, I don't even know all the details on that. So, okay, let's just say the Milwaukee Bucks got better having Drew Holiday on that on that team and on that roster. First of all, they're in the Eastern Conference, so it's not something that the Lakers got to worry about on a day-to-day basis. That's number one. Number two, the Milwaukee Bucks had the best record in the Eastern Conference and in the NBA uh, two years in a row. I don't know if they had the best record in the NBA last year. I know, obviously, this year they did. But two years in a the row, they're number one in the East, and they can't get to the NBA Finals. So why should why should Laker fans worry about the Milwaukee Bucks when the Bucks can't even get past the Eastern Conference? So that's the one team you could say maybe got a little bit better. Okay, and the rest of the the rest of the Eastern Conference, Boston still got to figure out what they're going to do with Gordon Hayward. Uh, the Philadelphia 76ers are obviously um, they're they're trying to figure out some type of scenario that works. They changed the entire front office. Daryl Morey's there now. Their new coaches, Doc Rivers. Philadelphia 76ers are going to have to try to figure things out. The Toronto Raptors, I think, are aging, but at the same time, maybe they're in discussion or the conversation. Um, who am I missing? Who am I missing in these? Miami Heat. Miami is another team. We'll, we'll see if they sign anybody. Um, I know they got they brought Goran Dragic back, but um, and they lost some players as well. My point is on the Eastern Conference, I'm not that worried about the East. I had much bigger concerns about a week ago in the Western Conference than I did in the Eastern Conference. I, I'm going to leave the East to the side, and if if you're a Laker fan out there. Don't worry about the Eastern Conference yet. And if you're a Laker fan out there and you think the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be the team to beat in the East, until the Milwaukee Bucks show that they can actually get to the NBA Finals, I'm not going to worry about the Bucks. Let's go to the West. So if we're looking at just contenders, contenders, I don't want to waste my time talking about teams that, well, the Pelicans just got Steven Adams and they got a lot of young players. Okay, they're not going to compete for a championship. Well, the Utah Jazz, they're not going to compete for a championship. So let's just look at the contenders. The four contenders in the Western Conference, it's very, very simple. It's the Los Angeles Lakers, it's the Denver Nuggets, it's the Los Angeles Clippers, and it's the Golden State Warriors. Those are the four contenders in the Western Conference. So what happened in the last week for the West and the competition in the West? The Lakers, I don't have to get into how they got better. Let's look at the Clippers. Did the Clippers get better over these last couple of days, or did they take a step back? I think it's very clear that the fact that you lost Montrez Harrell and you didn't just lose him, you lost him to the Los Angeles Lakers. 
You lost to Michael Green, who was a player that kind of can plug in and play a different, a few different slots for the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. He now signs with the Denver Nuggets. And then you paid $64 million for Marcus Morris. Um, hats off to Marcus Morris. The man got paid, so good for him. But I think it's safe to say that that's probably an inflated contract for Marcus Morris, but that's just the position that the Clippers were in. We'll see how they do the rest of free agency. Okay, let's look at Denver, another uh, team that should be competing for an NBA championship and certainly competing in the West. They just lost Jeremy Grant and replaced him with Jermichael Green. That's a big loss for the Denver Nuggets. And Laker fans know exactly who I'm talking about because that series against the the Lakers and the Denver Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals, I think Jeremy Grant was turning a lot of heads and saying, wow, this is a nice player. This is a good player for the uh, for the Denver Nuggets. This guy's going to have some opportunity. This guy's going to be a player that uh, maybe over the next couple of years can continue to grow. He's gone. He's no longer with the Denver Nuggets. And Jamichael Green filling in for Denver or, or for, uh, for Jeremy Grant, that is 100%, no question about it, um, uh, definitely a step back if you're the Denver Nuggets. And the last team I want to look at real quick is the Golden State Warriors. So they added Kelly Oubre. That's what they used. Their, uh, they had the uh, trade exception um, that was there for Andre Iguodala. I think they go up to $17 million, And I think Kelly Oubre, Kelly Oubre ate up 15 plus or whatever that is. Um, so they added Kelly Oubre. They actually used their draft pick uh, to draft number two with James, uh, James Winston. And then they lost, obviously, Clay Thompson in, uh, again, um, this is two straight injuries for Clay Thompson. I can't tell you how bad I feel for Clay Thompson. Was texting with Michael, and as everybody here on 710 ESPN feels for Michael as well, um, it, it's a, it's a, an awful injury. He's going to miss the entire season. This is a guy that's just coming off a, a season-ending injury uh, in the finals when he went out in Game 6 against the Toronto Raptors. So if you look at the three teams that should be competing with the Lakers in the Western Conference, um, it's been, I think, a rough week for all three of those teams. So when I tweet out that the Lakers are the clear-cut favorites for championship number 18, nothing's guaranteed. They still got a lot of work to do, but damn, are they in a in a remarkable position. And I hope that kind of gives listeners out there an idea of what free agents are still left, what free agents to watch if they go on a contender, and what happened to some of these contending teams over the last few days. Joe Varden from The Athletic is coming up next. Um, I'll take more of your guys' phone calls as well as we get uh, as as that Joe Varden interview finishes. We could put as many phone calls in in that final segment. So uh, 877-710-ESPN. Stay patient. Be on hold. I'll try to get to all your calls. Stay right here. This is uh, Lakers Talk Special Edition on Saturday, uh, Free Agency Edition on 710 ESPN. All right, things uh, continuing to move and shake in the NBA. Getting word that uh, free agent Gordon Hayward, this is from Adrian Wojnarowski, is signing a four-year, $120 million deal with Charlotte per sources. Uh, what does that mean? That means no sign and trade for the Boston Celtics. They will just lose Gordon Hayward. At least this is what we're we're uh, we're seeing right now. Um, so we'll continue to uh, to stay on track on that and any other free agents going down. I want to welcome in from the Athletic. Joe Varden. Joe, what's going on? Thank you for uh, taking some time this morning and joining the show. How are you? Well, I'm okay. I'm a little frustrated. Um, 
this with this Ohio State Indiana game, but I, I don't know that <laughs> very good people of Greater Los Angeles want to hear me complain about this. Well, listen, it's a it's a fair point. I mean, by the way, how funny is this? Here we are on a Saturday morning uh, in November. And uh, all the chatter is about free agency. It's just uh, still trying to get accustomed to all this. But um, you have a, you got a great article right now in The Athletic. Lakers' greatest asset is Rich Paul. First thoughts as NBA free agency starts. Um, Joe, can, can you do me a favor? Can you just kind of walk through? Because um, there's, yes, we'll, we'll get a chance to talk about, you know, free agents. And we'll get a chance to talk about how the Lakers can kind of complete the rest of their roster. But your article goes through... Um, Anthony Davis and the timing of when he'll sign a deal with the Lakers and just kind of maybe sitting back and waiting. And this is kind of similar place to what LeBron had did, uh, had done back in his days with Cleveland. Can you walk through Laker fans a little bit of what you think is going on in the background with Anthony Davis and clutch? Yeah. I mean, so the first thing is there's no reason for alarm whatsoever um, you know, Anthony Davis is going to be a Laker and he could be one for a long time. Um, you know, and, and I really think like it's, it's hard to imagine him at this point leaving LA, certainly at any point in his prime, even if LeBron, uh, retires at the end of his current deal. Um, so all that being said, uh, th- this is something that I have seen LeBron and Rich do before. And it's something that is part of the clutch playbook, which is, they engage with the team that with the team that that their that the player is was already playing for and says okay we're we're probably going to come back or we're going to come back but we're going to wait a minute um before we sign our name you know we just kind of want to see how you build the team and um i i think in cleveland when lebron did that uh there was a little bit more um you know, passive aggression there. Hmm. It was a way to put some pressure on the front office and, and on Dan Gilbert specifically to continue to spend and make sure that, um, you know, that LeBron was going to continue to be surrounded by the right pieces before they, uh, you know, before he signed. Um, you know, it, it feels in L.A. like it's more of a partnership between Rich Paul and Rob Polinka, certainly. Um, and you can't argue with what the Lakers did last night and what they've done this week. Um, but, but the fact still remains is that they, they, could, they could walk in right now, today, and say, here, Rob, this is the deal we want. We want to, we want to sign for five years, or we want to sign for two, whatever. And the answer from the Lakers is yes. It's an automatic, hands-down yes, and that's not what's happening. Why? Well, because they want to take their time. They want to see what it is that the Lakers have done, um, and they, they have to be pleased. Obviously, Montrez Harrell is a is a, a clutch client, and you know that that's a group that that's very close, close knit, and and you know that they, they certainly are going to feel like the Lakers are better now with him. Um, so you see, you know, but but you're looking at uh, maybe even maybe even a December signing, which which was interesting to me. Like we don't have a set day yet for when the Lakers camp is going to start we know that nba training camps can start december 1st having won the nba title in october and having the shortest uh, off season in nba history um you know you don't know when the lakers are going to come back and you don't know uh what the demands are going to be early on so 
Anthony could sign on the first day of training camp. He could be almost given like a quasi like pass, like a couple days um, to take his time. You know, you could see LeBron take his time. I mean, who knows how this is going to look early on for the Lakers. They have, you know, these two generational talents you want to protect. You want them to, you want to ease them back. Um, finishing first in the West is not, not a priority for the Lakers. It absolutely shouldn't be. It's making sure those guys are healthy and ready to rock when the, when the playoffs begin. Joe Varden from The Athletic, uh, taking some time to join a special edition of Lakers Talk here on this Saturday as we go through free agency. Um, you know, Joe, I, I know people have different opinions on this, but I got to tell you, I love when players, in a sense, hold the franchise hostage. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. You know, we're, we're talking about what LeBron did back when he was in Cleveland, what Anthony Davis is doing right now, and I don't feel like AD's holding the Lakers hostage, but I love when star players challenge the franchise. You want me to stay here or you want me to be here. Um, you make sure that we have a championship-caliber team, and, and this is kind of similar to what you see with Giannis right now in Milwaukee. I mean, I look personally, I, I don't think he should sign a deal until, and if he waits till you know next year, next summer to do it, I think it continues to put the pressure on some of these franchises to try to make sure that um, you know the priority of one of their stars is to win a championship. So we'll see how that all plays out. But just looking at the Lakers right now, Joe, and seeing what they did these last couple of days. So you have Dennis Schroeder that's on the roster, Wesley Matthews that is, you could say, technically replacing Danny Green, and Montrez Harrell coming in for a two-year, $20 million deal. What's next for the Lakers? What do you think has to be the priority from here to make sure that um, uh, they continue to be the, the team to beat in the not just the Western Conference but the NBA as a whole? No, I, I mean, I think they're already there. Um, sir, I, I absolutely think that now. Um, you know, I don't think the Clippers are quite as good. Uh, I think the Clippers made the right move um, with Coach. I, I do, certainly. And I, and I think you're going to see some dividends there. I think, I think uh, Ty will get a lot out of the guys that they have left. But the Clippers are a little worse. And, and you know, the Warriors are, um, you know, it's just devastating what happened with Clay. And, uh, and then you look at the Lakers. They're, they're better. I think they're better than they were in October already. Um, you know, uh, KCP is a free agent, and so you need somebody to, 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 to go there. Um, you know, I, I mean, I'm just going to be honest. I, I don't have numbers in front of me, and I don't have as firm of a grasp on exactly what the Laker cap situation is now. I know that with what they've done so far, they're talking about limited room for KCP to come back like it would have to be on some kind of discount. You know, you've heard about uh, also rumors about, you know, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich mm-hmm. coming, coming there. But, it, like, I, I, like, someone would have to explain that to me, like how he could make it, but KCP would have to be on a discount. So, you know, that is the spot that they need, um, and I'm, I'm looking forward to see what the Lakers do there. You know, I, I think KCP certainly is a possibility. Um, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of like in his case, it's kind of like, well, what does he want out of life right now? Um, he probably could go make a little bit more money somewhere else. But there's something to be said for being a millionaire, which he's going to be no matter what, um, and living in Southern California and playing for the Lakers. Like, that's just, you know, <laughs> you can make still a lot of money and you can win, and uh, that's great for you long term and sets you up with business opportunities when you're playing that, you know, you can't even think of right now. So, 
Um, he might do that, and he might want to stay in in house and and try again on free agency even next year. Um, Joe, what what does this do for the Lakers having Montrez Harrell and having um, Dennis Schroeder on this roster? What I, I guess you could say, just kind of explaining how those two will fit in, what this does for LeBron James and Anthony Davis. How much does this kind of change the dynamic of the team having two guys that now all of a sudden um, have the capability of going off for eighteen to twenty-five points, just depending on any given night? They can give you big minutes. Um, does it take a lot of weight off those two main players, or do you think this just is one of those fits? Well, they'll all figure out a way to work together. All right, so I think we need to start with this. Um, I've always felt like LeBron was a world-class um, referee, baiter, and whiner. Um, <laughs> and, and now you add Schroeder and you add Harrell. Um, I mean, the Lakers, the Lakers, like, call complaining game is going to be at an all-time It's gone up. It's gone up. High. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean it's, it's beyond, it really is beyond reproach. So I think, I think you start there. Um, well, no, well, well, no, Dwight, Joe. So uh, it, it goes that mean average. I mean, Dwight was complaining a lot as well, but uh, you're right; it definitely goes up. <laughs> All right, fine. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> um, but but then I think you know when we would go over the Lakers. I mean, even you know when I would come on your show and you and I would talk about it, like we would have some some legitimate concerns about where the third the third scoring night was going to come and, sure. and, and was Kyle Kuzma up to the task. And then you got to the bubble and it became more of, well, Hey, we, we've got somebody who can kind of figure this out every night. And it might be, it might be a different guy. Um, but now, uh, you know, Schroeder and Harrell are absolutely accomplished, capable scorers and they become options three and four. And so now you're looking at, at Kyle Kuzma, who's a year older. He's got a championship under his belt. He's played with LeBron now for two years. Um, I, I think he, I bet he ends up having a career year and he heading into to the season is counted on as your fifth option. That is, I mean, that's something. Um, and then the other thing I just want to say, you know, I, I, I appreciate you letting me ramble on here um, is LeBron has a way of sort of cutting off large personalities and preventing them from becoming a distraction. And I feel like you saw that with Dwight. Mm. So if you are somebody who has watched the Lakers and the Clippers, and maybe you're concerned that Harrell is that guy, and, and certainly Harrell is coming from what was a problematic situation with the Clippers, like, I, I'm not worried about that. Like, I, I think you're probably going to get the best version of Montrez, who is going to come in, and play a role more suitable to what he likes, first of all. Um, but he'll probably buy in. He'll probably buy in the way that Dwight did and, and certainly, you know, the way like guys like J.R. Smith have throughout their time playing with LeBron. And, um, and I think that is a reason why if you say, well, they got a little worse defensively because Montrez isn't great there. But I think he's going to try, and, and not only because LeBron's there, but certainly Anthony demands defense uh, – defensive effort as well. And I think that has kind of been established on the Lakers. Um, and that makes me feel good about, about what they can be. Joe, great stuff, man. Uh, great perspective. The article is great in the athletic and, uh, kind of breaks down obviously Anthony Davis, some of his different options and what happens from the Lakers from here. So Joe, thank you for doing this, but, uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday and the rest of your weekend. 
Hey, twenty-eight-seven Buckeyes. I'm feeling better. There you go. There. <laughs> All right, that's uh, that's Joe Varden right there. Um, uh, by the way, he's been covering LeBron for a number of years, so um, and I think uh, is from Ohio as well. So um, let's do this when we come back, uh, Laker fans. I, I got some breaking news. Yeah, sometimes people will they'll kind of tease that they're not going to give the news until they come back. I hate that. I can't do it. So I'm going to give you the breaking news now, and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk about it. Free agent Avery Bradley has agreed to a two-year, $11.6 million deal with the Miami Heat. So Avery Bradley, no longer a part of the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, You got to go get KCP. Go pay him whatever you need to pay him. Bring KCP back. I don't think you could lose another guard in the backcourt. And plus, Rajon Rondo put out uh, pretty much what sounded like a a thank you, I'm leaving message on Instagram to Laker fans. Uh, All that coming up next, plus your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. I know a lot of people have been sitting on hold for a long time, so I appreciate you waiting. When we come back, I'll take as many calls as I can uh, before we get to 11 o'clock. Stay right here. Alan Sliwa, Lakers Talk, 710 ESPN. What a perfect time to be uh, doing the show this morning. I mean, just in these couple of hours that we've been uh, we've been on air, Fred Van Fleet signs with the Toronto Raptors, $85 million. Uh, Gordon Hayward got... <laughs> What do you get, 120? I don't know how much he got from Charlotte. He got a lot of money. But the big news right now is Avery Bradley from the Los Angeles Lakers agrees to a two-year deal, $11.6 million with the Miami Heat. Um, you know, I just put out a tweet, just basically said, got to find a way to bring KCP back. Um, I think there's going to be more and more pressure. That pressure is not the right word. It's just, you, you know, you're, you're starting to see some players um, that are obviously – going to be a part of the organization you're starting to see some of these other role players like Dwight Howard Danny Green was traded now Avery Bradley agrees to a two-year deal with the Miami Heat you're starting to see some of you know the dust settle a little bit and if you're the Lakers it's okay to have a little bit of uh, um, concern of how you fill up the rest of the roster but the key is this your foundation is already there so Avery Bradley I guess not too big of a surprise I mean I'm sure he was trying to get an extra year. He was going to make $5 million with the Lakers. This came down to a couple things. First of all, it probably came down to finances. And second of all, he can get a two-year deal and still sign with a contender. And he'll probably be a good fit with the Miami Heat just based upon um, the way he plays, the style of basketball that he plays. So we'll see what happens from there. But Avery Bradley will be with the Miami Heat. He will uh, no longer be with the Los Angeles Lakers. I got to find this uh, this post I saw earlier I was mentioning this on Rajan Rondo I was saying that this this could be the end for uh for Rondo let me find this uh let me find this post real quick um okay so Rondo put out a post on Instagram and he says thank you to Lakers organization Jeannie and Rob for giving me the opportunity to play for an incredible franchise the professionalism and support from Frank the coaching staff and support staff is something I'm truly grateful for with my guys, there's an amazing brotherhood that only we know. To the fans, thank you for welcoming me with open arms from day one and showing me love. Being a part of the Lake Show was something special, and I'm proud we brought it back to you. Now, what's next? Dot, dot, dot. So this is from Rajan Rondo, his post on Instagram. So if that's not an indication to think that Rondo 
Uh, and I don't think this is a surprise or a shock. I think Laker, I think the front office probably already had some type of an idea that Rondo could be looking for that contract, looking for a multi-year deal if he can get it. I mean, if you're Rajon Rondo and, and you got two NBA championships right now and this might be the final contract that you have, you get it. You understand. I mean, it makes sense. Um, but at the same time, that message pretty much tells me that he's going to end up somewhere else. Hopefully it's not going to be with the Los Angeles Clippers. So that means from a guard perspective, this is what the Lakers have already lost. They lost Danny Green. Uh, looks like they'll potentially lose Rajon Rondo. And Avery Bradley is going to the Miami Heat. Uh, you gained Dennis Schroeder. You gained Wesley Matthews. If you could bring back KCP, I think you'll be fine. Alex Caruso is still on this lineup. Uh, Quinn Cook uh, is no longer a part of the team as well. I'm going to throw that one in there. So we'll see how the Lakers kind of round up the rest of the uh, the rest of the roster. But there's uh, there's the latest right there. Okay, let me squeeze in a couple quick calls. Lennel and Van Eyes, uh, appreciate you calling in, bud. You're on Lakers talk. Go ahead. Hey, Alan, just wanted to uh, bring up, I think this is this uh, Dennis Schroeder trade. This is the best trade since the Lakers traded Kwame Brown for Paul Gasol a number of years ago. I really like this deal for the Lakers. What, uh, what, what, what do you think uh, from, I guess you could say, like standing out perspective? What is it that stands out to you? What, why, why do you think Schroeder is going to be such a good fit for the Lakers? I mean, you're going to get a 40% three-point shooter, a guy that's going to be a bona fide third option for the Lakers on a nightly basis. Uh, appreciate you calling in. Let me let me squeeze in an, another quick call here. Lucas calling all the way from Toronto. Lucas, thank you for calling in. Uh, you're on Lakers Talk. Go ahead, bud. Hey, Alan. Good morning. Thank you, man. Thank you for uh, calling. You too. I want to know. I want to know what you think about this. You asked about contenders that have gotten better. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to make the argument that the Sixers, when they have good shooters around Simmons and Embiid, that they they are a legit strong contender. I mean, I think we forget about how dangerous they were when they had JJ Redick, and mm-hmm. now they have. You know Seth, Seth Curry, Curry, and mm-hmm. they just got Danny Green. Um, I think they're a, a sleeper this upcoming season. You know, you know, it's funny, Lucas, and I appreciate you calling in. Um, so we are talking a little bit about this. We are, we were mentioning. I spent some time doing this um, uh, earlier in the show, talking about okay, well, what teams have taken steps forward? What teams have taken steps back? You know, the Sixers going into last year's playoffs or this past season, I actually thought the Sixers had the best chance of making it to the finals. That's before Ben Simmons got hurt. Ben Simmons got hurt. That's it. They had no chance. And I was actually rolling the dice, obviously rolling the dice on uh, on them. But the reality is, um, no, they could be a contender. And it's going to be interesting how Doc Rivers fits in. It's going to be interesting what other moves Daryl Morey makes. Um, it's going to be interesting how they kind of strategize and they figure things out. Oh, by the way, I forgot about Brooklyn. I, I didn't even mention Brooklyn and see if they f- somehow find a, a way to make a trade for James Harden. So there's going to be some teams in the East. I, I just think... At the end of the day, if you're the Lakers right now, where you were sitting a week ago and where you're sitting today is a big difference. That's a big, big difference of where you're sitting. You just picked up two players that can be key, key pieces to your next championship run. Forget about what happened this past season. Forget about championship number 17. You got a chance to go back to back. You might have a better roster by the time the dust settles than you did this past year, and you already won a championship. You were already the number one team in the Western Conference, but I do feel like some teams kind of fell back a little bit. Um, Okay, I got to plug a couple things here. So if you're driving around right now and you're just tuning in and you missed any part of the show... Uh, go to the ESPN app or on iTunes. We'll have all two hours. We started at 9, 9 a.m., and we'll have all two hours of the show on the ESPN app or on iTunes. Just uh, search 
Lakers talk with Alan Sliwa, so you'll get a chance to uh, uh, obviously listen to. We had Brad Turner on. We had Joe Varden on. Uh, I don't know what I was talking about for two hours, but I was talking Lakers basketball, so uh, you can go back and listen to it. Um, After this show, so coming up here in a few minutes, I'm going to do another show just on social, so on the ESPN Los Angeles on on our our social feeds. So we'll go live on Twitter and Periscope and YouTube and all the the other platforms that we have, and uh, we'll do another show so you can actually watch that show, um, and we'll continue to talk Lakers basketball. Let me kind of put in a bow real quick, just recap what has gone on for the Lakers um, and what to expect moving forward. So we know who's uh, who's in. Dennis Schroeder, Wesley Matthews, Montrez Harrell, and then JaVale McGee. Let's not forget he opted into his contract. All these players are coming in. Who's out? Danny Green, Dwight Howard. Let me put Quinn Cook in there as well because he's no longer there. And then what we just heard was Avery Bradley. And I just read off this long Instagram post of Rajon Rondo thanking the Lakers organization. I'm assuming what that means is that Rondo will eventually be moving on. Um, Still up in the air, KCP, Markeith Morris. I think if the Lakers can find a way to bring back those two champions – that were a part of this Lakers roster, uh, it would be big for the team, big for the roster. Still a lot more things going on. Stay right here on 710 ESPN. Of course, we'll continue to report on everything. Thank you to Steve Paulette, LA. Have a great rest of your morning and a great weekend.